Good afternoon. Welcome back once again to another episode of Manifestations of Life. I'm your host here, Nicholas Xavier. And today we are going to be talking about owning your shame. Shame, shame, shame. Remember that game, y'all? Shame, shame, shame. I don't want to go to Mexico no more, more, more. There's a big fat policeman at my door, 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 door. If you put him in a holler, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, but seriously, I just wanted to, you know, because this is more of a heavier episode for me. It's a lot to unpack. Um, And I think shame is just a lot to unpack for anybody in general. So shame is constant and it's heavy in our lives. But like I said, per my episode last week, the more we start to talk about these negative feelings and the more we start to air those demons, the less power they have over us, the less power they have in our head, in our mind, in our thoughts. Um, the less we think of it. So it essentially dissipates. And yeah. So when it comes to shame and specifically in my instance, I don't remember the first time where I felt shame, but I remember feeling a lot of shame because I was, um, I guess you can say picked on as a kid. Um, I hate the word, I hate to say I was bullied or anything like that, but because I feel like everybody gets bullied at their, at one point in life. Um, but yeah, I was bullied and picked on and shit like that <clears throat> between my family and school, school is the worst because I really couldn't relate to a lot of people out there in my class. I always just felt, I always knew I was different. I always felt that I was different from everybody else. Um, so when I was younger, growing up, I was a chunky, gap tooth, dotted gap tooth at that <laughs> kid. And I had an overbite. And my gap was big, and but I always loved to smile. I always was just a happy kid. <clears throat> and I remember hearing, you know, as family members do, you know, growing up, um, I remember being called ugly a lot. I was called ugly a lot. And, you know, at first as a kid, you're just like, what? Like? You know, when you're just, like, ugly. You really think I'm ugly? And this is coming from your family and stuff like that. It's like, what? You think I'm ugly? No, I'm not ugly. And so that continued to go on. And in hindsight, you know, I had to really, like, think about it because I was I was literally mad at my family for, like, a week or so when I was started going through my healing process. And there was this moment I recall where I was having a conversation with a friend and I was opening up to um opening up opening up to her and I was telling her, like, you know, 
this is because, you know, I was picked on, you know, my family used to do this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we we talked about that. And then I had to come to realize they did the same thing to me that was done to them. So can I really blame them? No. And that one week of wanting to hate my family went away <laughs> because it's, just, it's so true. It's like they just only did to me what was done to them. The problem was school. The problem was always school. Kids are mean. Kids are dickheads. Kids are for real fucking dickheads. And excuse my friends to say it like that, but they are mean as hell. I went to school and I was always called ugly. They always used to tease me because of the way I looked. And yeah, and it was just horrendous. So constantly hearing you're ugly or hearing something about yourself you have no choice but to believe it and it gets reinforced in your mind oh my god i am ugly i'm ugly so that pretty much defined my whole childhood my whole pre-adolescence adolescence adult early adulthood whatever you want to call it um and yeah, it really fucked up with my confidence. It made my, it threw off my confidence so early at a young age because I was being told these things. I remember crying to myself and really thought about smothering myself with the pillow at like six, seven years old because I was ugly. And I remember that vividly. I remember that vividly, but. I, every time that comes up, I go back in time and I hug that little boy and I tell him how beautiful he is because he really is. He really was. He really was beautiful. And he just needed some love. He really needed some love. And so, um, so I go throughout, you know, middle school, Catholic school, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I go throughout that thinking I'm ugly and like, you know, not really caring about it because, you know, it is what it is. It's who I am, I guess, at this point. At that point, I thought I was and I was just like, whatever. I was just getting by. I didn't mind as long as like people were cool with me or I was cool with people. I always try to be nice to people and people please people. Um, But yeah, so that carried on into high school and high school and in high school I didn't really didn't really fit in there either I eventually found my clique but I didn't fit in there either um when I got to high school I was exposed to a bunch of different culture a bunch of different culture because my high school was predominantly black and predominantly Caribbean when I went to Catholic school, there was predominantly white Hispanic kids and a couple of us sprinkle of black kids here and there. So it was just really, oh shit, these are my people. So I started to immerse myself and, you know, just like learn other cultures and stuff like that. Um, and I tried to express myself as <laughs> the way I knew, I thought I knew at that moment. Um, 
which was very, very flamboyant in a way and funny. I was raised by my mom and my two sisters, so of course I had more feminine qualities growing up or like feminine mannerisms and everything growing up. And um, freshman year, I remember just a lot of people questioning me. Oh, well, are you gay? You gossip a lot. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, no, I'm not. But um, damn, I just drew a blank. I'm sorry, y'all. I had a mind for it. Um, no, I'm not. But there was something there. We'll get back to that. We'll, that's where the brain fart was going. There was something there. So, um, and I continued to carry this mindset that was from middle school, like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I am ugly. So I carried that throughout. I carried that into high school, and it really didn't help none when people would pick on me when I would get picked on, and essentially, um, it basically led me to having no confidence. No confidence at all. No confidence at all. I remember I started talking to this girl and talking to a, a few girls actually and start to get to know them. And it will always just go nowhere. Not essentially nowhere. It was, it was always mutual, but it would just, it wouldn't go anywhere because I was just always scared to one of one because you know I they would eventually think I was ugly or I don't know why and I, two I couldn't at that time I didn't know how to be my true authentic self I couldn't express that yet in a sense um so throughout high school you know I wasn't bullied as much, I would say. I stood up for myself a lot more in high school as opposed to, like, Catholic school. Um, so, yeah. Um, but then I always started then, because I was not, I was lacking thereof in the looks department, as I felt. Um, it caused me to be become at a very young age become very envious and very jealous of other guys because I noticed I looked around all these other guys these guys I was friends with or yeah these guys I was cool with or acquainted with they always had you know they had girls liking them and talking to them and blah 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 and they had girlfriends and shit like that and it's just like wait why am I not getting it you know am I not good enough and then that negative talk really started to happen. No, you are not good enough. You are ugly. Remember that. No one will ever want you. No one will ever want you. You are so ugly. And it started down a negative spiral path. And I tried, I always, I always tried to save face, like, I wasn't, like, 
I always try to, and that's why I guess I was always so energetic and always so willing to put myself out there and throw myself at people and willing to make friends because I was just so unhappy with myself. Um, I was so unhappy with myself at one point in life that I was just willing to accept friends, make friends with anybody, no matter who they were, no matter if they were assholes or if they were sweethearts. So, um, yeah, so then uh, as I got older, you know, I tried to, you know, switch up my style. You know, I remember transitioning into senior year of high school. I switched up my style because I wasn't wearing uniform or anything. But I started switching up my style and feeling good about myself. Or feeling, I should say, feeling better about myself. So I really started to notice. I'm like, hey, I like you. You're cool. So, you know, I just started experimenting with my style and everything. And, you know, people did notice a change in me. And I started to feel better about myself, like I said. Um, Then I really started to put myself out there and, you know, try, you know, like try actual dating. And try going on some dates here and there. And what has always happened, and which was a reoccurring thing in my life, I was always like, not always, but most of the time, I was almost always the rebound guy. I was almost always the rebound guy. And that's, for example, I... I don't know how many times I've had this, but oh my God, I, I, you're so cool, you're so dope, but you know, I'm still like stuck on my ex and uh, me and my ex just got out of something or I still have feelings for him and blah, 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 blah. So I was basically the sweetheart because I was the shoulder to cry on. I was just like, oh, distract me for a little while. Um, because I don't want to deal with the feelings I have. I want somebody else to distract me. So I was just attracting people who were just, you know, essentially unsure of themselves. They were unsure of themselves, too, because you are what you attract. I was unsure of myself for a long time. So I was attracting all these people that were unsure as well. So I can't even say they wasted my time, but they definitely were unsure of what they wanted. Because I was unsure of what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted in life at that time. Because I was so young. And I was unsure of who I was. So that's what I attracted. Um, so yeah. So that's when a lot of like rejection issues started to happen. Um a lot of rejection. I took re- and I took rejection very personally. I took it like, oh my God, they done took my family and they done shamed them and, like Cersei throughout the street or some shit, you know. So I took it personally and I was just like started developing this. What's the word I can? Hmm. I started to reject. I mean, I'm sorry. I started to feel. I started to disdain, become disdainful um, against, still towards other men, because I was super duper insecure, and I started to get in a worse negative self-talk 
with myself. Oh, it's because you're ugly. Women don't like you because you're ugly. And then it eventually became, you know, as hard as I tried and the more and more I tried to, you know, throw myself. Not I wouldn't say throw myself at women, at girls. Um, It's like it's just to no avail. It never it never happened for me. It never I never experienced it. I never to this day still I never experienced what a relationship is like. Um, yeah, so I tried all of that and I was just like, shit, maybe women don't like me. So what the fuck did I do? (laughs) I started batting for the other side. Yes, that's right. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I went for men. I just, well, I just said. Yeah, this is great. This is going to be, yeah. I just, I just, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I don't know. I didn't know what I was feeling. I was feeling hurt. I was feeling hurt. And and when, when we hurt, we just, we don't, we want to feel, but we want to feel something, you know, in the moment. We want to feel temporary. We want to feel temporary. We want to fill ourselves with temporary um, contentment. Um, we want to be filled gratification. I should say we want to fill our, we fill ourselves with gratification and we want it. Uh, we want gratification right away. Um, so yeah, so I started just like, you know, doing my thing and just like, wow. And that's even more to unpack. Because, you know, I can say a lot of my issues, my sexuality issues, can derive from my lack of having a father. Or, I don't know, it was just a disposition biologically. And I don't know, I was just wired to be this way. I don't know. But I can definitely tell you you know, not having a father in my life presently um, definitely had me go down this spiral of not feeling good enough. That added on to, you know, just even more confusion in my life. So, you know, when I started experimenting with men, it was just a whole new, like, what the fuck? Like, a whole new, like, what is this? Like, (laughs) oh, this exists too? Like, oh, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, I remember one specific instance in my life where I was just like, I remember I was talking to this one girl, so I was like, well, if she plays me, blah, 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 if she plays me, I might as well be, I might as well be better off gay or some shit like that. And what the hell she do? She played, no, she didn't play me. She just... She, I guess she went on to another, she chose somebody else and that's okay. And I'm happy. I'm so happy for her now because she has two beautiful kids and her her husband, they're married now. They have a beautiful, happy family. So I'm so happy for her. You know, uh, it worked out in her favor. That's who she's supposed to be with. So it worked out for her, which is beautiful. So, um, 
But yeah, in this instance, I was just remember like, but in that moment, it hurt. It sucked. It sucks. Oh, goddamn bad. It sucks being rejected. It's like, oh, you take it. And I, like I said, at that time, I took it personal. I took it so personal. Um, so, oh, yeah, like I said, I just went to, I just looked at the other side and I was just like, hmm. Maybe I like y'all. Maybe I'm envious and jealous of y'all because I'm attracted to y'all too. And when I started to make that, when I made that correlation, I was just like, oh, that makes sense. But then again, I remember making making out with a boy in like first grade. Wow. That just comes back to me. Okay. But (laughs) I told you it was a lot to unpack it, y'all. Um, so yeah, I just went like, okay. And then men are very totally different from women. I will let y'all know that right now. There's two different men are very, men want what they want at the moment. Women are willing to work for what they want. I'll say that again. Men want what they want in the moment. Will, women are willing to work for what they want. All right. So, yeah, I was just out here. I wasn't say I want to say I was hoeing. <laughs> I definitely was a hoeing out here in the streets, slinging my genitals and throwing it back or nothing like that. No, I was not. I was never that guy. But I've always been. I always was. There were moments, I had my moments because I'm human. I've had my moments because I'm human. Um, and there were people, like, I. there were guys I have met and I, were very, I was very interested in. Um, a couple of them I became really good friends with. Um, we did things didn't go anywhere, but I became, stayed, really, stayed in contact and became really good friends with. Um... And others just, you know, it's just the world works. They just want to use you for sex. And it's just like, okay. And I had to get used to that kind of rejection again. It's just like, why doesn't he like me? Because it's, is it this? Is it that? Oh, I must be ugly. I still must be ugly, but at least I'm getting something. So, you you know, I thought in a, in, a, in some kind of fucked up way, I thought I was winning because I, at least I was getting some kind of attention, you know? But it's just men be men. So, um, yeah. So I lived with that whole entire mindset throughout my, throughout all of my life, to be honest with you, all of my life and all because of that one, oh, well, if she don't like me, I'm going to go, nah, I think I'm going to just turn to the other side. And it fucked me up. It completely has fucked me up. And because I, I internalize things, I'm very sensitive. So I, I, I took it personally. I And I really meant it, I guess. They say, careful with the words you speak. Um, especially the ones you speak to yourself. The most important conversation you can have is with yourself. 
So yeah, I carried that um I knew I carried that conf- basically going back to say I still I have been I can't even say I, it's, I can't say I'm bisexual because yes, I like women, I do like men, but I can say I've always struggled with my sexuality because I honestly have never been with a woman. A girl, a female, <laughs> whatever you want. Well, yeah, you get what I'm saying. But um, and honestly, that has been that has been a major contributing factor to my shame and my depression, or the shame and the well, yeah, it, it has contributed to that because. A lot of people think I'm like this big ladies man and blah, blah, blah. If y'all were only to know, if y'all were only to sit down and really get to know me. And really get to understand me. And why I am the way that I am. Because nobody still doesn't know. Most people still don't know besides like close friends. And it's something now I'm starting to become more comfortable to talk about with because... Yeah, I was scared. I was scared to tell my authentic truth and be the most authentic me I am because I struggled with my sexuality. I always knew I liked women, but it just, I let fear consume me too much in my life. I let fear if I would have known then what I know now, fear is only temporary. And I let those fears because I didn't know, because I was too scared to be my authentic self at that time and be honest with myself and with other people. I didn't, I couldn't give myself fully to anybody and every time I tried, it just never worked out. And now I understand why. I understand why. Because I just couldn't be me. And I was always ashamed. But I carry that shame now. And I relinquish that shame. Because... I'm beautiful just the way I am. No matter all the shit I've been through, I've put myself through. And I have literally been the definition. If you were to look up own worst enemy, your own worst enemy in the dictionary, it will be a picture of me right next to that motherfucking word. I mean, that phrase, because it is the truth. I was my own worst enemy. I carried these negative feelings of guilt and shame and abandonment and trust issues. All these things, I I, I became it. I became a literal manifestation of everything, of all of my negative feelings. And throughout my 20s, I remember spouts of depression and just not wanting to do anything and just stay in the bed and stay in the darkness. Sometimes even have thoughts of suicide, play, play in that field of suicidal ideation, and felt just feel alone, always feel alone. It's and, and it's okay to be alone. 
that's okay. But to stay alone, to to have this unconscious decision just to want to stay alone, it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. So I start at 26. I started to realize, oh, I'm actually really, I'm really attractive. And I had to cut, I had to go through some, some shit talking to somebody to realize like my potential. And ever since 26, I've been building up on that foundation. I've been building up on that foundation and it's just been a tough, it's been a battle. It's been, I ain't going to lie, that battle, the strong, the strongest battle you have is the one that's in your mind. I don't care what nobody says. That would be the strongest battle you will ever have. It's literally you versus the you versus the enemy. And there's some days where the enemies the enemy will be loud, loud. But you have to learn to shut that enemy up. Learn to shut that enemy up. Learn it to shut it the fuck up. Tell it to shut up. And just know that's not you. And that's not who you were. And that's not who you're meant to be. Yes, these things happen in life. The shitty things happen in life. Yes, we all got shame. We all got guilt. We all got trust issues. We all got we all got these negative feelings. But are we gonna let these negative feelings define us forever? Or are we gonna or are we going to start talking about them? That way they'll have less power and less control over us. So with that being said, y'all, I encourage y'all to talk about your shame. To talk about the things, the dark places, go into your life and start to discover and ask yourself why I am the way I am. Where does my shame come from? Who can I talk to about this? Who who can I relate to about this? Just ask yourself these questions. And learn to love yourself. Learn to love your good just as much as your... I mean, learn to love your bad just as much as your good. Because it's vital. It is vital for growth. It is vital for higher higher elevation in this world. Because if you don't love the bad, if you don't love the ugly, just as much as you love the good, you'll be fighting for the rest of your life. You Shit, you'll be fighting for your life. So here I am, owning all my shame... On all of it, I've just talked about it to y'all this past 31 minutes and change. (laughs) And just know if you're scared of other people judging you, that's all good. Because when, as the good book says, when you have one finger pointing, when you point a finger at somebody, three fingers are pointing right back at you. So just know if somebody's judging you out there or if somebody will judge you. All they're doing is avoiding their own issues. They're deflecting their demons in their closet. Because they they're too scared to talk about their own demons. Because they know how fucked up that dark side really is. They know how messed up it is. So they don't want to bring it out by talking about it. 
And that's those are the people that have they don't know how to control it. They can't own it. So I implore you and I encourage you just to talk about it with yourself first, with a trusted person second. Just ask yourself, why am I am? Why am I the way I am? What? Ask yourself this one simple question: What is my greatest shame? What is my greatest shame? Ask yourself that question. Build on that foundation, and most importantly, love yourself more through it all. Love yourself harder through it all. Thank you so much for listening to the, today's episode. And with this, I relinquish shame in my life. Have a good one, guys.